0: everybody, it's Tony Robbins.
1: Hey, guys, I'm Audrina Patrick. Hey, this
0: is Adam Carolla. You're on the Hollywood Raw podcast. You're watching Hollywood Raw. You're listening to and watching...
1: Welcome to the Hollywood po-
0: <laughs> Welcome to the. Ho- <laughs> Damn, it is our oh first time, know. but we're gonna we're gonna let you have another try at that, Adam. No, no, Go for
1: it, Cam. Delete all this
0: shit. Start no, no, we're thing. not deleting it. No. You are playing no, that come shit on. in there. Cam. It's so bad, dude. Cam, t- don't, no, Cam, don't leave it out. Come on, Adam, one more try. Go for it. Oh God! <laughs> Welcome to
1: the Hollywood <laughs> Raw podcast, Raw Rundown. Cam's our producer. My name is Adam Glenn. Uh, over there is Dax Holtz. We're two celebrity journalists, entertainment news journalists, that have been covering the whole everything and going on in pop culture for a long, long time. We've broken some of the biggest stories, and we're not two people. We're not just two people gossiping about the news. We're two people that's actually making the news,
0: and then gossiping about. That was it cool. After that's a that's it. a commercial, and then we gossip about it too. <laughs> um,
1: I uh, I'm on the east coast. Dax is on the west coast. Dax was just at BravoCon all weekend, so uh, and I was had a I had myself an also crazy weekend, which we could kind of get into. Are you back to yourself after BravoCon? Because I know that's like all day and night; it doesn't end.
0: It was nonstop. Like I don't think I knew what I was getting myself into when Melissa called me up and was like, "Hey, you want to go?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah, this sounds fun." I don't think I realized how nuts it was going to be from literally the moment we wake up. To the moment you go to bed, because it's there's just event after event after event, and then we were staying at um, Mandalay Bay, and all the celebrities for BravoCon were staying at either Mandalay Bay, the Delano, or um, the Four Seasons. And if you know anything about Vegas, all three of those are attached together. So you, no matter where I went, like you go to the, I I, I was in the. Um, the bar at uh, the Four Seasons and it was like every housewife known to man hanging out of the bar. Like I walked down there and t- uh, Teddy, um, what's her last Mellencamp. name? Teddy it, Mellencamp. How did that slip out of my mind? Teddy Mellencamp was down there. I saw Tamra down there. I mean, literally everyone was there. Then you walk over to the Delano and it was like all the summer house people, winter house people. I saw the um, Shaza sunset crew. It was just, no matter where you went, that was where. And so by Saturday night and then into Sunday morning, you saw that fans started to realize where they were staying because now fans were waiting outside the elevators for people to come down or show up. It was, it was, a, it was a good spot to be, but nonstop nuts. That's awesome. Did uh,
1: were the talent when they're not doing anything for BravoCon? When they walk around the hotel, do they have security with them, or are they just no. kind of free spirit? Yeah.
0: Yeah, they're just walking around. They had one like VIP entrance that would go from like uh, an SUV. A SUV would drop them on the back side of the Delano and they could kind of walk through this back door that was roped off and straight into the elevator to go upstairs. So they could kind of sneak in, but most of them would come in that back door and then just walk over to the the main bar lobby area and hang out. But no, none of them had security. They were walking around super just like chill because there were so many of them that security would be out of control.
1: Yeah. I have two quick questions. Who was the coolest person of the Bravo celebrities you met and who maybe wasn't the warmest of them all?
0: So I think Schwartz was probably my favorite, Tom Schwartz. Why is that? Uh, he just came across super down to earth, super cool. We ran into each other numerous times. Um, he said he was down to come on the podcast, by the way. Um, Did you get his number? Th- Maybe. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we exchanged information. How about that? Okay. Um, but uh, he was super dope. Um, who else was really cool? I felt like there was a lot of really fun people there. Um, I got some weird vibes from Sutton. That was maybe the one person that I was kind of like, oh, this is weird, like housewife Sutton. Um, not, not like she was a bitch or anything. Not, nothing bad. Just not necessarily like super warm, approachable, like let's hug it out kind of person. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, no, I don't no, no. know how to explain it. It just was like, like when I see Kyle Richards, we go in for a hug. And then when you saw Sutton, it was kind of like, hey, what do you need? <laughs> Yeah. That's the only way I can explain Not bitchy, just not, like, super warm.
1: Were people coming up to you? Because, obviously, you're there. There's the people like you, Melissa Rivers, Heather McDonald, even, Mm -hmm. uh, which I know you got to hook up with her and go to see her show. But do people come up to you at the event? Where you know, did people know who you were?
0: So, yes. But, like, you got to realize I'm walking around with Melissa Rivers. And Melissa Rivers is legit, like, a celebrity, You know, people have known her her entire life. Joan Rivers was one of the biggest comedians on the entire planet. And, you know, Melissa and Joan did fashion police for so long. So a lot of people, for me, they come up and they go, how do I know you? Why do I recognize you? And, but when you're standing next to Melissa, they're like, their focus goes to, to her. Yeah. So yes, I had a lot of people come up to me. Nothing compared to what it's like walking around a conference, or a conference, a convention with someone who everyone recognizes. I mean, everyone. There was a point, so on Friday, we were doing whatever the hell we wanted. We were running around having a good time. On on Saturday, though, she couldn't make it five feet, dude. Like, no joke. People were swarming her every five feet because they're actively looking for celebrities walking around there with all the housewives and all of that. So they were spotting her, and it was like the second one person took out a camera, and she said yes. It was like you couldn't walk away for ten more minutes. Yeah, it was. It was what? Nuts. Um.
1: So now that you got to do your first BravoCon, was it what you thought it was going to be? Was it what you wanted? Was it what you imagined? Was it everything you wanted it to be? Was it
0: a good experience? So here's the thing, you know me, Adam. How many Bravo shows do I watch? Zero. Exactly. <laughs> That was the problem. I think that um, I knew a lot of these people because we cover them, right? But I think that what I need to do is I need to study up a little bit more before next year's BravoCon, just so I know more people. Like I knew a shit ton of people because they're just big in the news. But I'm wondering how many of them walk past me and I didn't recognize them because I don't watch enough of the shows, So I think to cover it again, I just need to involve myself a little bit more in Bravo to know these people's names. Because half the time I was like, who is that? Who is that? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a did, Yeah, you did what? Uh, A -a RodkaCon or what the hell was it? Well, Friday was the –
1: at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn was the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Being inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was Sheryl Crow was george michael was missy elliott was uh rage against the machine and a few others shaka khan and i got approved to go cover it but i was only allowed to cover the press room so when you go into the press room which i found out the way they had it was i couldn't even bring my camera inside they had like um what's that little thing the stage where the podium Mm -hmm. where i guess when talent wanted to whenever they wanted to, at some point during the night, they could walk behind there and talk at the podium. We can ask them a question. And you had to get there before 6 PM. So I got there before 6 PM and I realized how stupid it was. I wasn't even allowed to go see the musicians perform live in the room. I had to stay in the press room. And it was like bullshit, dude. They were like, they wouldn't allow me to leave the room. They just said, uh, they're like, yeah, you had to get here early just so you get a good position. But there was like 15 people in the room. I was like, guys, there's 15 people, there's there's no bad space, like we're all here. And they had like terrible turkey sandwiches for us to eat. So I was like, you know what, screw mm-hmm. it, I'm gonna leave. And the security pointed me in the doors, which way to go. And I started going about, I started going the, the ways, um, I started going through the exits, like to get out of there. And when the security wasn't looking, I kind of took a, a different turn and ran right into the arena. And I just ran, dude. I ran. <laughs> and um, I got to watch the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame ceremony. I just stood on the side. But I had a great That's spot. Sick. Saw um, saw <laughs> Carrie Underwood perform. So Adam Levine perform because they did, like, George Michael's music. I mean, it was a pretty cool experience, you know. Uh, they don't do the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland because I guess nobody wants to go to Cleveland. They do it in Brooklyn, which, guess it's e- easier for media. But I did that. And then the weekend I went to the porn convention, which um, – <laughs> That's right, a porn convention, not BravoCon, a porn con. And I, I went, it. I go because it's so funny. Uh, it's I don't go for like the, the entertainment. I go like the women or, or whatever the stuff going on. I go for like mm-hmm. the people watching because it's so funny. I get press credentials, so I don't have to pay for a ticket. I've been going every year. It's actually how I got my job, at TMZ. Essentially, I made a video. Uh, I, at the time, I was working as a golf caddy. Some guys invited me to go to it, who I worked with. I didn't have enough money for tickets, but I wrote a fake email to the people who were the, the press team of the convention. They, I said I, I represented a fake media outlet, and they gave me press credentials, and I covered the event. And um, I just go over here because yeah. it's fun, and what, and it's funny, and it's Let good for me tell content.
0: you, the videos that Adam sent me this weekend were so ridiculous and People in barely any clothing, getting spanked, hanging from the ceiling in weird swings. I mean, your life is very strange, buddy.
1: It's very strange. But uh, speaking of strange, let's get into the raw rundown. I know we got a lot going on here. Um, Let's get into the top 10 stories. We Actually, Dax, before we get to the Mm -hmm. top 10 stories, let's read a review.
0: All right. This one is five stars comes from fb sucks from new update <laughs> and it says not enough ads love you guys so it says i need you both to make that coin and put any sponsors or ads you need laughable for anyone to think it's wrong for you guys to try to try to make money off of this you two are amazing been listening for years now you were my number one most listened to on spotify last year and probably this year too thank you for making my work days go by smoother keep up the excellent work Uh, She from the Facebook group. I love it. Thank you. I love that. Well, you know, if you remember, someone gave us like one star because they were like, oh, you have ads. And we're like, yeah, welcome to podcasting. Uh, Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Of course, we're going to have ads. Like, this this is just the name of the game. So I love that uh, they came out and said... Of course, ads are, are where it's at. So thank you.
1: Yes. Thank you, She. Very cool. Very much appreciated. On to the top 10 stories of the week because that's why you guys are here. Let's start with number 10.
0: Number 10, Ashley Benson is pregnant. Ashley Benson, you know her from Pretty Little Liars. She is expecting her first baby with her fiance, Brandon Davis. Dude, I'm not going to lie. I had no idea that Ashley Benson was with Brandon Davis.
1: Like uh, it's it's been on for a little bit. Yeah. I, I know
0: I know. I and I like started once I saw this story, I was like, okay, and I start Googling, I'm like how did I not know they were together, or did I block it out of my mind? I don't know. Um, you know, she's thirty three. I don't know how old Brandon Davis He's is. He's gotta
1: be in his like low 40, young forties. I'd say. I'd say oh, forty four.
0: Forty four. It said here. Okay. Um, so they're expecting their first baby. They were seen at Baby List, uh, which is some kind of like baby store, picking out clothing and articles for uh, a, um, uh, a nursery. But I got more fascinated that I didn't know that they were together. Like. It, When I think of Brandon Davis, I think of the fire crotch video. The famous Lindsay Lohan is a fire crotch. Like he's walking down the street with Paris Hilton out of Hyde in Los Angeles. And he keeps saying that Lindsay Lohan is a fire crotch. That was him, guys. That was the guy that called her a fire crotch over and over and over again. He is now having a baby with Ashley Benson, which is hilarious. But he is from – He's very wealthy. Very, very wealthy. His uh, his grandfather was a massive oil – um, what do you call that? Uh, Harris. billionaire or whatever tycoon oil tycoon that's what he is, oil tycoon Marvin Davis. And so, Brandon is you know, he's worth a lot of money, and so yeah, good for them.
1: He's got a lot of, he's one of those guys <laughs> we've been seeing around Hollywood for so long. He's like one of the old school, last generation of like fun entertainment, like you never heard him speak, but they you know they you always saw his face around like the party scene during the 90s and they're not just together dude they got married yeah they're they're married no you're saying like you didn't know they're together they're married they're not just i I literally yeah i literally did
0: i did not know that they were dating i missed the whole dating thing i missed everything about them which i just find so funny because Ashley Benson, I feel like we've talked about numerous times on the rundown, and yet I had no idea she was with Brandon Davis. By the way, can I throw in a um, a 9.5 into this? Uh, because there was a, a big story that broke actually, that was wait, yeah. Melissa Rivers being engaged. And I didn't realize no one knew when we were walking around BravoCon, no one knew she was engaged. She was wearing this giant rock on her finger. I actually – Posted a little funny video in one of my uh, recent posts on uh, Instagram. She was showing me this diamond ring that's five point six carats. Um, she's engaged to this Los Angeles attorney, but the news just broke. Um, and I had hung out with him quite a bit this weekend. We went out to dinner. Very nice guy. Like not in the entertainment sphere at all. Like none of his family are like into the Hollywood scene. And then he is now, you know engaged to someone who is the complete opposite from Hollywood all the way. It's, it was just a funny union, I think, but uh, yeah, that she was showing off the ring and now I'm seeing all these articles on people magazine and page six and New York like everywhere that uh, Melissa is engaged. So I just wanted to throw that in there as well.
1: All right, cool. I got a quick Ashley Benson story. Years ago, it was a Friday night. It was a nice night. Ashley, uh, well, I was I got done with the workout because, um, you know, I got to keep that body in check. You know what I'm saying? And uh, <laughs> you know, I, I'm just kidding. Um, so so I, I get done with the workout, and then all of a sudden I parked right next to the Bowery Hotel, and they have this bench outside the hotel. And I saw this pretty blonde girl sitting on the bench, and I was like, you know what? I, I was kind of like getting my gym bag sorted together, and I sat next to her on the bench, and she was like on the phone FaceTiming with someone. Or she was on the phone FaceTiming or, yeah, with someone, and I didn't even look at the girl. Next thing you know, these two people come over and say, Hey Ash, how you doing? They say hi to her. I don't even look up. I'm like just like playing with my gym bag. She's talking to people, Hey, how you doing? Good to see you. And I'm looking down. As I'm looking down, like, hey, nice to meet you. And it's a hand in front of me. And uh, my name is Justin. I look up, it's Justin Bieber. And then I look to my right. I realize the girl I'm sitting next to is Ashley Benson. And Justin Bieber is with Haley. And I'm sitting next to Ashley Benson. I'm like, Oh, what's up? Justin, I'm Adam. Nice to meet you. I'm not with her. I was just hanging out i was just you know <laughs> but nice to meet you and then like i got brought into the conversation because it was just awkward like hey man nice to meet you i'm just a guy sitting on a bench and like we spoke in a conversation for like you know three minutes or so and then they went into the hotel i was like hi adam nice to meet you ashley and then i kind of walked away and then I, you should have just you know, got up like, and oh.
0: walked in with them you're like yeah yeah we're all together I, now
1: i thought about it but then all of a sudden like 20 minutes later, they were like in and out of the hotel, and I ran into them on the street. And I go, Hey, Justin, can I take a photo with you? Like, no one's gonna believe this. They're like, yeah, sure. And I have a photo, it's on my Instagram, it's Meet uh, H- uh, Haley Bieber and Justin Bieber. So That's it's so uh, it's a good shot, the two of them. Love That's pretty it. cool. All right, we're that was my story. Number nine.
0: Uh, number nine, Kim also husband Croy being ordered to surrender his Rolls-Royce after failing to make payments on his very, very expensive uh, set of wheels there. So uh, basically, he's been ordered to surrender that Rolls-Royce. Um, I-, I guess there was a lawsuit from BMW. There was a default judgment that was entered against him after he stopped paying payments on the vehicle almost uh, like a year ago. And then failed to respond to the repossession lawsuit. And so the judge ruled in favor of BMW, according to a bunch of documents obtained by TMZ. And so this is just one more thing to add to the list of their mounting mounting bills. Um, So I guess what happened was he was supposed to make payments of like Five thousand dollars a month on this vehicle uh, over the course of thirty-six months, so the total would be one hundred ninety thousand dollars for this vehicle. Um, But he stopped making payments back in like September of twenty twenty-two, and so you know they've now listed their house up for sale, which is a six million dollar mansion. Which I think they overpriced it. If I remember reading the stories correct, it was a little bit overpriced. But like you think back about. All the things, they there was like a $230,000 credit card lawsuit against them. There was, um, oh God, there's an interest payment of uh, a couple hundred thousand dollars. I mean, it's just like mounting, mounting bills over and over again. And I'm, I got to think, how did they get so deep? Was it just trying to keep up with the Joneses essentially, essentially? Like you're on a reality show, you're trying to be a housewife, but you need to keep up the look of a housewife and the income isn't coming in how how did they get so far behind
1: listen the hardest thing in hollywood is be famous with no money and kind mm-hmm. uh, li- of you never want to live what do they say just for investment purposes you don't want to live you want to li- beyond your means you beyond your means so i mean that's really what it is they live in a very nice part of georgia and yeah. you know that kind of car is like you know cars like that i i think i'm not a car guy they you know they lose their value they're like they don't gain value so it's just yeah it's a wild way of living just what they, i guess what they're doing and um not making the payments and what were the payments a month you said
0: five thousand dollars a month on this so it was 190 total that he was going to be forking over for it yeah it's so
1: is it sad or it's just like
0: bad financial choices yeah it's but i think this is pretty common you know people getting in over their heads in credit card debt and I mean, it's it probably ruins a lot more people than we hear about. These two just happen to be famous and in the spotlight.
1: Yeah, I mean, listen, they're they're working it. I don't know, Croy. I I think he still receives an NFL pension, but again, those bills add up. Five thousand dollars a month just for that car—it's it, not practical. It's at what point do you feel like, hey, man, you got to get yourself out of the hole? At what point should you be like, rather than having like the the people that the government kind of come after you. At what point do you start to sell some of your assets like the Rolls Royce, which is something like that should have been sold oh, months ago.
0: It should have been sold. Yeah.
1: Now but the credit's sometimes ruined. People don't
0: want to give it up. Yeah. Don't want yeah. to give it up. They now, want to keep trying.
1: Good luck trying to get your, you know, with their next house purchase or get anything with, because their
0: credit must be, I would love to see the credit score.
1: That should be the next thing <laughs> Do your credit Can you imagine? TV? That's a big Credit
0: score. It's going to be 20. Literally just. Two zero at this point. <laughs> yeah. All right, All right. Number eight. Uh, Matthew Perry, I guess, being buried next to some other very familiar faces at uh, Forest Lawn. Um, you know, this is, he, he's getting, he was laid to rest near Debbie Reynolds and Carrie Fisher, obviously, Carrie Fisher from the Star Wars movies and Debbie Reynolds, obviously famous in her own right, but also near Michael Clark Duncan and a couple other big names, which was interesting. Uh, TMZ did this whole story about how the family quickly removed a lot of the flowers um, so that maybe it would detour fans from going there too soon. I just thought that was funny. I'm like, you actually spotlighted it more, so of course now people know where it's at, and they're going to go find it, whether or not the flowers are there. So I was like, oh, that kind of didn't exactly do the trick. That I think the family wanted, but um, yeah, it is what it is. People are going to find it What's anyway. From- I think. Do you
1: know where this cemetery is exactly? Forest
0: Lawn. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like is that the right one where like, Pasadena? Do you know where the Warner Brothers lot is? Right, like where yeah. Ellen used to film. OK, basically kind of right behind that. So in between like the Warner's lot and the like the backside of the Hollywood Hills is this huge cemetery. And that's where this is at.
1: Is it the one near Dr. Drew's house?
0: No, that's that. There's another one over there. That's the one that's where Michael, Michael Jackson. Jackson's buried, right? Yeah. Yeah. OK, there's it two looks- forest lawns very close to each other. But this one is the one where a lot of celebrities get buried.
1: From what I saw, the photos, it looks like a beautiful cemetery.
0: It's gorgeous. I mean, yeah, again, it's it's full of celebrities, rich people, everything. And this is in like a gated little area, really nice, beautiful spot. Um, but yeah, it's it's pretty common to have celebrities in there.
1: Dax, random question. The cemetery where Michael Jackson's buried, and even this cemetery, anybody could go in there.
0: Correct. Um, you can get so far, I believe, if I if I know this correctly like where Michael Jackson is I think it's inside I don't want to say I don't know if it's a mausoleum or whatever but I don't know if you have access to get inside unless you are supposed to be inside whereas this one is kind of outside so it's open air it does have a little gate but like you could hop the gate if you really wanted to get in you know what I'm saying like it's it's a gate it's not I think that could be
1: very interesting for people just to go for example, like when people go to Hollywood, they want to go see the Walk of Fame, and the the Walk of Fame is so correct. Gross. But they they, they so have nasty.
0: They have like dead Hollywood tours. But on that note, they're going to take you to the Hollywood Forever Cemetery because I think that place like accepts tour buses to come in. Whereas Forest Lawn, I don't think they're going to be like, come on, tour buses, come on in, parade around here.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like, yeah, it's a slippery slope. I. If you were a tourist, would you want to go see where a like, celebrity – it's more like interesting to see celebrities like gravestones, but I don't know if that's mm-hmm. a, a thing that I'd really I'm, out of my way.
0: I'm not say. into the gravestone as much as I think I'd rather be like, oh, this is where – it sounds super morbid. This is weird talk, but like where they died. Like if I go to Chateau Marmont and they're like, oh, this is where Jim Belushi died. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh, wow. Like that's crazy or – you know, I, I don't know. That that stuff to me is a little more interesting than just seeing a gravestone.
1: You know, again, now we're starting to ramble a little bit, but just my – I'm just starting. The room where John Belushi – John Belushi died at the Chateau Yeah,
0: I said Jim, didn't I? John yeah. Belushi.
1: John Belushi. John Belushi died. Jim's the brother. He's doing well. He's alive. John <laughs> He's there. Um, John Belushi died at the Chateau Marmont. I have to imagine it's in a room – are people allowed to still stay in that room? And if you, yeah, are people warned before? Hey, by the way, that's the room where John Belushi, you know, passed.
0: I'm sure that that room's open because I'm sure there's been a lot of people that have died in those rooms over the <laughs> yeah. years, in total honesty. Um, so I'm sure that you can stay in that room. It's going to sound really weird, but I looked up this weekend because I was staying at the Mandalay Bay and. I was just curious. I'm like, do they still rent out the room? Like, remember that guy who like went on a shooting rampage during the yeah. Route um, 91 concert, whichever concert it was. 91, right? Route 91, Route 51, yeah, something like that. Man. I don't. Know. I know what um, went on a rampage, and I was just like, that seems like I would be really upset if I was put into that room. So I looked it up, and they they closed down that room at the Mandalay Bay. You, they will not rent that room out. Um, so I was I was just. Wondering, and I'm I'm sure that happens a lot over time. If there's a famous room, I'm wondering if like the Whitney Houston room at the um, Beverly Hills Hotel, do they rent that one out? I don't know. Interesting, because there's so, a lot of weird people that like creepy shit like that. Dude, by the way,
1: this is random, off-topic, but I'm going to throw this in there. I just got a text message from Billy McFarlane from mm-hmm. um, Firefest. Yeah, and he's starting a Firefest. and they're doing a kickoff this weekend. They invited me to go to the kickoff, and it's a they're going to you pick up in a car. They're going to bring you to a plane and do one of these um, no gravity things where there's like zero gravity, and you go for a zero gravity flight, and then there's a party after. I would love to do it. I just can't do it this weekend. It just sucks, zero gravity. That's it. That's not. Yeah, but this this
0: is screaming fire fest (laughs) again. What you a know, way to like, go out, huh? The crazy shit that he did last time to get publicity, and like, and then it all crumbled. I don't mm, know. That'd be
1: pretty cool. Careful, I don't
0: know. careful who you become friends with, homeboy. I, homeboy. I know.
1: Trust me. I'm, I'm not cool. I wish I was cool with some cooler people. I always get, I always become <laughs> friends with them on the way down. Like, like a Cuba Ghost <laughs> junior. It's like, oh, now you want my number?
0: Yeah, our, ours. This has been a long downfall the whole time. That's why we're yeah. still friends.
1: Oh god, <laughs> exactly. All right, moving on. Number 7.
0: Number seven, obviously, we got to talk BravoCon because I feel like every website I go to, it's all about BravoCon, about all the revelations, the shows that are coming back, the ones where they were picked up. Um, So, you know, you're going to see what got renewed this year would have been like the Real Housewives of New Jersey, Below Deck Mediterranean, Below Deck Sailing Yacht, Summer House, all of those will be returning million dollar listings, Southern Hospitality, Summer House, Martha's Vineyard, Top Show. Again, do you know how many celebrities that is? How the hell was I supposed to know all those people while I'm walking around? Yeah, Um, They obviously played the teaser for Vanderpump Rules. And and then Lisa Vanderpump kind of like talked a little bit about Raquel leaving Vanderpump Rules and her exit. Um, Ramona Singer, if you remember, we talked about the fact that she was not allowed to go. But her daughter showed up. To um, BravoCon, which people it got a lot of people's uh eyes bugging out of their heads for that. Um, what else we saw, Tom? Uh, a lot of Sandoval. things.
1: What, what do you think was the biggest story of BravoCon? Like, you know, I feel like your Twitter, your algorithm. Or, ex, whatever, is I all think, taking over Bravo stories for that weekend. What was the biggest story of the weekend while you were there?
0: I think it was probably Kyle officially considering her and Maurizio divorcing. Like she had never said divorcing. And then she said it during a red carpet interview, and that blew up. And then yeah. she started crying on stage, talking about how difficult it has been over the last couple months. So, I think. Kyle got probably the most attention, don't you agree?
1: Yeah, they apparently Kyle's husband Mauricio has a net worth of 100 million dollars. Yeah. They don't have a prenup.
0: Well, I think that's pretty common if you, especially if that started at nothing for both of them, then yes, they worked together and made a hundred million dollars. So, yeah, there's no prenup because they didn't have anything when they first got together.
1: Yeah, they've been or, there for 27 years
0: or in reality she was probably worth a lot more money when they first got together cuz she's from the Hilton family you know so so what is it like you were like in the inner circle backstage or the
1: press the media all the other castmates Bravo people are they all talking with each other like hey is Kyle going to drop the bomb about Mauricio? Yeah. Like, what's it? No one says anything?
0: No, I think everyone's so into themselves and worried about themselves and hawking their own merchandise. And uh, Bravo has them on such a strict schedule where they're, like, literally running from, like, room to room, from appearance to panel to whatever they have to do. Like, it is – they're 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 nonstop going crazy. It was funny. Um, we were recording – we've got an episode coming up this, uh, this week. Ah, uh, where we talked to um Katie and Malia from uh, Winterhouse, and Malia came in, and she was literally scarfing down soup out of like a foam bowl that she was like, "I barely have had food i'm I'm eating this on the run because they've got her doing a million things so that's the reality of it. I don't. I think that they have a lot of fun, but I think it's a lot of work in a, a very small window for these these Bravo celebrities.
1: Do you think Bravo paid them extra to go to BravoCon, or is it part in their contract? Like, hey, no, I, I think they
0: stuff. get paid. I just don't think it's a lot. Gotcha. Yeah, I think I think they definitely get paid for it because it's it's an extra gig, and they're flying everyone in. And but I think there is payment associated with it because they it is a an appearance fee kind of thing interesting
1: all right well that's bravo number six
0: number six andy cohen asking cnn to allow alcohol for new year's eve broadcast if you remember uh him and anderson cooper they do the um you know the ball drop essentially for cnn every year and they've been under a lot of criticism because they both get pretty wasted and say dumb shit. They went after Ryan Seacrest one year. They have dissed some of the other network or, you know, they're like, oh, if you tune into that network, you're not missing anything, blah, blah, blah. So CNN was essentially like, um, I think we're going to do without alcohol moving forward. And Andy's goes, no, 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 please, please let us have alcohol. We need to have this. And I, I do agree to a certain aspect like That's what makes them fun on that show is the alcohol that they're drinking, right? Like they're saying crazy stuff that is getting a lot of attention. I think CNN should be leaning into that and just keep fueling them up because how much publicity are they getting off of that show because these two dudes are getting drunk?
1: you got to remember that's also for the network that's doing it. It's CNN they're. they're it's not Bravo doing the raw run, uh, you know, the role, the, the new year's show, it's
0: <laughs> the new year's CNN. So, um, okay. So good. There's another fair point. Why doesn't Andy take it to Bravo? Maybe they won't let Anderson Cooper leave CNN, but that would be brilliant. Why doesn't Bravo have their own countdown and they have a, Bunch of drunk people running around being bravo ish. I think you would probably get more people tuning into that than on CNN.
1: That's what it should be. I, I think, I, you know, I think it's a good team. They're personally, their friends, Andy, and um, you know, what's his name? Anderson. What are we talking about? What's his, oh, sorry, what's his nerd name? Anderson Cooper. <laughs> um, nerd. um Cooper and Andy, yeah bring it to bravo i think bravo could be really fun you could bring in other people like the, the bravo stars obviously as you know from being a BravoCon, there is a big community you know i i'm not sober you know mm-hmm. and not like i have an issue or anything but i don't know if other people who do have a, uh, an issue with drinking because it's just something that they don't feel comfortable with they have an issue with seeing that but maybe the drinking doesn't fit the CNN format. With that said, do I personally enjoy watching Andy and them having more fun drinking? Yeah, I do. I think it's like it's fun to see Anderson Cooper out of his shell. But maybe CNN should just really drop out of the the New Year's broadcast.
0: Yeah. i say Andy, take that to Bravo. All right. Yeah. Let's move
1: on. Uh, number five.
0: Uh, Number five, Timberland apologizing for some remarks that he had earlier this week. So he went on, um, he he did this like interview on stage at the Kennedy Center um, and he basically was talking to the interviewer and he said, you know, he was asked about Justin Timberlake and all the the stuff that's come out in Britney's new memoir. And his comment was, I want to just call and say, JT, you got to put a muzzle on that girl. That didn't Good go over stuff. so well with a lot of people. Uh, a lot of Britney supporters just started slamming him on social media, saying, What the hell are you talking about? Why would you make a woman uh, not say her truth? Because it may be uncomfortable for a man out there. Like, shut the hell up. Um, and so they began slamming out on social media. He then went on to TikTok live on Tuesday and basically insisted that he was sorry to all the Britney fans and also to Britney herself, basically saying he should not have said that. He said, you know, you have a voice, you speak what you want to speak, and I am to I who am I to tell you not to speak? Uh, He goes on to say, I was wrong, you know, for saying that, but I hope you see from it, I was looking at it from a different lens and that I'm a, and then I, and that I am, is a reconciled person. I don't know what that means. I am not a person who takes sides. um, Blah, blah, blah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, Again, what a, Crappy thing to say, put a muzzle on it. Like saying muzzle, you know, tough. Brit. I was like, Brittany's been muzzled for the last 20 years of her life. Let her speak her truth. Um, I find this whole book that she's saying very interesting. I like hearing from her point of view. Um, yeah, so don't say that.
1: Yeah, it's a poor choice of words. I mean, I don't think he was really thinking about it, but of all the things that came to his mind says muzzle, and I'm like, ooh, that's the one thing you don't want to say. Um, yeah. I, I understand where he comes from. It's just the choice of words. Well, cause he's, he's, and-
0: he's looking out for his boy, Justin. And sure. just like, I think a lot of people will be like, Oh God, Justin. But on that same note, you know, that's, that's the reality of the life that Justin has set up for himself. So yeah. let Justin be the one that has to take the fall for his life choices. Why, why are you getting involved in that? Amen sister. Let's get, uh,
1: (laughs) number four,
0: uh, Patrick Dempsey being named, well, finally being named people's 2023 sexiest man alive. Um, and you know, he kind of joked about this. He's like, I I can't believe this is happening. I've always been the bridesmaid. (laughs) Uh, but basically being, you know, very appreciative of finally making that because for so many years when he was McDreamy on Grey's Anatomy, Back in the day, like people kept pushing for him to be on the cover, and he just never really landed that spot. So he said, You know, I'm glad it's happening at this point in my life. You know, he's 57 years old now. He said, It's nice to have the recognition, and certainly my ego takes a little bump, but it gives me the platform to use it for something positive. He said, You know, my kids are going to make fun of me, they're never going to let me live this down, they are going to poke fun and poke holes and everything that uh, is a reason that I shouldn't deserve it, but he is very appreciative of it at this point.
1: When was the last time you actually read a people magazine?
0: That uh, like magazine a, is physical, like a physical copy, a
1: physical copy.
0: Well, you got to realize I've been in a lot of doctor's offices recently. So <laughs> that's the yeah, only time I right pick away? up. Good, 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 good. Um, so I, tell, I, we tell,
1: if for some people I didn't maybe see, tell them what happened. you have, A little bit of something going on your shoulder.
0: Yeah. So I I basically had a a bit of a funky mole. Um, I didn't realize it was a funky mole. Someone, uh, my brother-in-law pointed it out while I was wearing a tank top. He's like, hey, what's up with your mole? It looks really weird. I was like, "Eh, it looks like the same I've always noticed. Like, it didn't look weird to me, dude. And he goes, "I, I think you need to go get it checked out. So I made an appointment with my dermatologist. They took like a little, it's like a cheese slicer, essentially cut off the mole, sent it in, came back as positive for melanoma. And so it kind of kicked off a bunch of things. And I had to go get a massive chunk of my skin on my shoulder removed. And I mean, it was, I would say maybe let's, let's go like an inch and a half by an inch and a half. Like that's how big this circular was all the way down to the muscle, took it out. This was about... Four weeks ago, at this point, so I don't know if you guys have noticed if you've watched any of the latest episodes on YouTube. I had this massive, big, you know, uh, bandage on my shoulder for the last couple of weeks. I wasn't really wanting to talk about it because I was waiting on test results. Um, They, they send in that skin. Plus I had a couple lymph nodes removed under my arm. Um, They send those in because they want to check and see if any of the cancer cells has made it down to the lymph nodes. Once it hits your lymph nodes, it can spread through your body very quickly. So I was waiting on those test results to see where I was going to be at mentally. Um, I got everything back. Everything is positive. They were able to get rid of everything from my shoulder, nothing in my lymph nodes. So I posted that news on my social media or on IG the other day. Uh, but it's just been a lot of recovery. I got um, I got my stitches out today, dude. Honestly. Oh, nice. How many,
1: how many so stitches were the, that?
0: there? There was like 40 or something, but – it's kind of hard to see. Um, yeah, yeah I guess it's, it's somewhat. It's like a, a giant kind of like backwards question mark. But yeah, I finally got my stitches out. My mobility is a little bit better. Um, but I I tell people if there are moles, birthmarks, sunspots, anything that starts to change on you, look funky, the, the coloring um, is darker on one side than the other, that it looks asymmetrical, go get it checked out. Skin cancer is very, very deadly. And I don't think people realize how deadly it can be because it can spread through your body and go to other organs so quickly um, that people don't understand the need for going to a dermatologist and getting it checked out. And after I posted the Facebook post and Instagram post, the amount of people that said, I just booked with my dermatologist. I just booked with my dermatologist. I'm so happy to hear that because, you know, give it a couple more months. This could have been something that, took me out for good so yeah i'm very happy that my brother-in-law pointed it out and we got it checked out and got it out as quick as possible
1: yeah uh thanks the real hero of this is your brother in law i mean you were just the middle man but your brother in law. it's
0: brother-in-law, true brother-in-law, the guy. he told me he said get that shit checked out and even my dermatologist he was like buy your brother-in-law beer he saved your life it's pretty crazy what wow, have you I'm done, done for good, me lately friend. adam um
1: let's see um, I think I booked us the Bella Twins on the podcast. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> Does that help you out physically? I don't know. Nice. Um, yeah, I think they're coming yeah. on the podcast. Yeah. Um, all right, let's keep going. Nice. Um, but again, friend, I'm glad you're doing well. Number three.
0: Thank you. Uh, number three, Britney Spears' her childhood home in Louisiana has been put up onto the market for a whopping 1.2 million dollars. Uh, the funny thing is, it actually features some like old relics of. Britney, when she lived there, there's a mirror in one of the bedrooms that has a bunch of Britney Spears stickers on it, it has an NSYNC sticker on it, it's got a couple things, but I think the the biggest selling point is there is a door inside this home that literally says, in black marker on it, Christina sucks, Brit rules. <laughs> And they have that up on the Keller Williams website that is selling this home. So, of course, oh, and outside in the concrete, there is also like Britney's name uh, written into the concrete. So, they are really pushing hard to sell this as like a piece of pop culture history. If you want to own this home, you know, that Britney Spears' first home, come stop by. But it's a three bedroom, three bath. It's 2,200 square feet of living space, it's on 1.87 acres um and it's britney's childhood home so i I can see some people picking it up i mean the door alone i feel like someone needs to grab that door and and put it into like a museum because that's freaking hilarious let me ask you this the house itself
1: and i don't know we don't know this is it like a four hundred thousand dollar house but because britney lived in it it as her childhood home it's now this Mm. call it's over it's a million dollar home or what
0: so the home was sold back in 2021 for $289,000. Oh, my God. So I don't
1: 289, know. $289,000 home?
0: But there has been quite a hike in, you know, real estate. But I think what's really making this one as expensive is the little Britney factors that they're trying to capitalize on. Because you, you can't add a million dollars to the price tag in, you know. Two years, but you add Britney's name to it. You know, uh, maybe it just becomes a lot more lucrative to someone.
1: The way the housing market's going now, I could see some big company corporation coming in, Airbnb in it, and saying, "Hey, you want to stay a night in Britney's home?" Yeah, and, and then you, you the
0: and you put like some kind of um, acrylic over the door so people can't mess yeah. it up. You put acrylic over the mirrors, so people can't mess it up. You know, I, you make I think, like that's a
1: Britney tourist trap.
0: Why don't we do that, Adam? Do you have 1. we don't have one million dollars?
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't even know if I do this. I'm making fun of like wait uh, the price is two hundred seventy thousand before, but yeah, no. But I could see someone doing that. They buy the house, maybe not for that cost, but they buy it for a little bit less, and they make it into a big Airbnb tourist type thing.
0: Smart, beautifully smart.
1: Maybe Okay, I, if I'm the first one to think about that, I am a genius. If not. Then very well then I'm probably because it's like
0: number no, two it's a good idea uh the hollywood strike is officially over for sag aftra the screen actors guild they announced a deal um with the alliance of motion picture and television producers um this has been going on for what three months already this has faced crippled holly yeah that's crippled yeah. hollywood um, it was first the writer's strike, then the seg after strike. The writer strike did end back in October, so the writers have been feverishly fear- back at work writing, 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 and now they can actually attach some people to their series, their scripts, all of that kind of stuff. Um, it sounds like you know a part of this deal you're going to now immediately see people out promoting a lot of their projects, so you'll see them on the nightly shows, you'll see them on the the morning talk shows, and they'll actually be able to talk about projects once again, I did see quite a few celebrities post about things that they haven't been able to post about in the last three months, finally actually posting about him on social media today. Um, You're going to see streaming services and cable networks have a much longer lead time for their shows, though, uh, because of this funky time frame. Uh, with everything going dark for so long, you're going to, in a couple months, we're going to start seeing like this lull in new programming um, as we kind of like get back into the groove of stuff. Um, other than that, um, movies may be a little delayed, probably not too much because a lot of them were kind of still coming out with just going, hey, we're just not going to have promotion. But you got a lot of programming coming up in the next couple months. You've got, um, well, I guess... Uh, shoot, I don't know. You, you, you got a lot coming out. And then um, what else can I talk about here? The actors can go back to that. Uh, uh, here we go. Here was the big deal point. So a part of this, um, the deal points were the use of artificial intelligence and digital replicas of actors. So that was one of the big deal points that I guess they got across the line. Compensation for actors based on streaming performance of their shows and movies and basic pay increase was part of that because of inflation. So in an in an announcement that Sag Astra put out, they said a deal of extraordinary scope that includes above pattern minimum compensation increases, unprecedented provisions for consent and compensation that will protect members from the threat of AI, and for the first time, a streaming participation bonus. So this is a really big deal and a big win for everyone in Hollywood.
1: Yeah, I, I, the the writer, the actor strikes have been like taking over Manhattan the last few months. It's been, it's funny, you go into these lines and you're thinking, once in a while you see a celebrity there. I'm surprised from the whole strikes that were going on the past few months, there was some notable good celebrities that did, take part of the strikes. I saw Adam Mm -hmm. Sandler, you know, you saw some other pretty big names out there being a part of the strikes, but I'm actually surprised there wasn't more of the bigger names out there being on these. I think they got, I think they
0: got strike fatigue. I think people were just kind of getting over it. And here's the other thing you got to keep in mind. A lot of these people have been off work for three months and now we're heading into December, which is a, a dark month for a lot of production so i don't know if people are going to go well screw it we need to get back to work so like we're working into december now or they're going to go back to work for a couple weeks and then be shut down for another month i don't know what's going to happen mm-hmm
1: this does really help out not just the actors. It helps out the people in production because no one's talking about those people because the actors are striking. There's a lot of people in production and from the other unions that weren't weren't able to work because they couldn't Mm -hmm. settle over this. So it's nice that those people get work. And I don't think those people's jobs were being spoken up, spoken up enough. I do think it's kind of wild that again, some of the bigger celebrities weren't part of the picket lines. Um, To bring more awareness to it, where these guys who were on the picket lines were essentially fighting and putting, you know, using their time to really save their career, to help out their career. Um,
0: Yeah.
1: It's, uh, but honestly, if you went by a lot of these picket lines, there's no way a lot of these people who are actors have worked in the last 40 years. I'm telling you, man, a lot of these (laughs) people don't look, they look like they haven't worked since their middle school play. I'm telling yeah. you they, they needed work because these people look in terrible shape <laughs> um, all right, that sounds terrible but it, I mean whatever it's true. it's true all right Dax the number one story of the week
0: number one story Kourtney Kardashian and Travis Barker had their little baby so um, news broke this week that they uh, that she gave birth to a baby boy there was no like announcement yet of na- of the name Um that is at least at the time that we are recording this, but they did hint uh, a little while back that they planned on naming their son Rocky 13 Barker. I don't know if that is the case. I don't know if they followed through with that, but that was something that he said while filming a, a podcast a few months ago. Um, and yeah, if you remember, this is when she announced that she was pregnant at a Blink 182 concert a while back with holding up the sign where. It seemed so staged and ridiculous. Um, She did have some trouble during the surgery or during the pregnancy where she underwent urgent fetal surgery. If you remember that he had to leave his tour at one point, Um, that surgery did save the baby's life. So I'm going to assume that this is like a little miracle baby here on the planet. um, Thanks to that surgery. Uh, But yeah. This is their first baby together. Obviously, both of them have uh, a couple children from yeah, previous they got, marriages.
1: Travis has old kids. The like kids' kids are mm-hmm. over the age of 18. So it's going to be, you know, those kid's what, maybe 19, 20 years mm-hmm. old, roughly. So when they're 40, they're going to have a 20 year old half brother. Yep. Cool, I guess. <laughs> 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 you know, how old is Courtney? Courtney,
0: oh, Courtney is, is kind of- 44 and he is 47 44 years old
1: having kids. Wow, yep. good for them. Good for them. Travis is the man, dude. You know, Courtney is like one of the more conservative, maybe not the warmest of the Kardashians from my experiences, but Travis is just a good dude. Travis Come is like on. a great guy and I think he showed what kind of person he is uh in the last, I don't know, we we see what kind of person he is when
0: you know why why it's it's funny? Courtney. He is really one of the nicest guy. It's his appearance that I think gives him this like bad boy image. Where yeah, the tats on his face, the tats on his neck, the tats all over his head. People look at him and instantly they're like, oh, he's he's no he's trouble. Really, one of the nicest guys out there. Dude, though.
1: he's so nice. He's just like a nice, genuine person. And it's uh, you're right. The, the the first look, you could be a little intimidated by him, but super talented, obviously. But what a nice guy. Happy they're happy. Um, you know, props to him to probably change his schedule a little bit to make sure he was around during these last few days because I know they've been on tour. They've been doing a lot of shows lately for Blink-182. But um, another person to their Kardashian family, the the show just makes itself now. Somehow, it really this does. family is just gold when it comes to content. Ridiculous. It really is. But, right, guys, that's gotta, our gotta, Rundown. That's our top ten stories of the week. Um Next year we'll probably be at BravoCon again. I'll probably open up a halal stand somewhere there, um, and just do halal. <laughs> and uh, follow us on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram. We have a private Facebook group called We have a private Facebook group called Off the Record, which uh, you guys should join. It's a really cool community. Follow me at, at Adam Glenn. Follow Dax Holt at Dax Holt, and we'll see you guys next week.
0: Goodbye. A Media Production.